0: Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at suzygarden.com. Welcome to the show. Before we get started today, I just wanted to let you know about an exciting new group online program that I've just launched. It's called the Anxiety Taming Method. And I've put together an incredible 12-week program for people with anxiety, stress, and needing to find support and accountability in addressing this. We know that anxiety affects one in three women. And in fact, women are twice as likely to have anxiety than men. And after the age of 40, it's actually three times. And we know that there are many things that we can do in our diet, in our lifestyle to help manage And calm the anxious mind. And that's why I developed this method. So, if you want to know more information about that, I've popped a link in the show notes. Please go and check it out. This week, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite topics. And I do talk about this a lot, but I think I learn all the time from new research that comes out. And last night, I went to a talk from, uh, or with rather, an international speaker all about gut health and the gut microbiome and I learned a few new things and I wanted to share them with you because I think this when we get armed with knowledge then we can make really great decisions for ourselves, our health and our family's health. So last night we revisited a couple of anatomy type things I won't go too much into detail about that but the one thing that really stood out for me that this speaker kept reiterating which I thought was really great is about the lining of the gut so uh, if you know anything about that uh, you'll know that the lining of the gut is actually very important it's a very complex structure and obviously with the gut lining as you know you know you eat food food goes into through your stomach into your small intestine and large intestine and those intestinal walls are what we call permeable so there are there's the ability for nutrients to actually be absorbed through the gut wall which is what we would expect right you eat food and you want to absorb nutrients And the way that we absorb nutrients is that they go through the gut wall. Now, they need to be very, very tiny, obviously, microscopic molecular particles to go through what we call the junctions in the gut wall. And the way the structure works is you've got these mucosal linings. So a bit like similar, I guess, to the nose and the mouth. You know, we've got this mucosa. It's kind of a nice moist soft but as you would know very fragile kind of layer it's really easy to injure the mucosa in the mouth for example if you have a sharp bit of food or if you accidentally bite yourself on the inside of the cheek it's very easy to um, damage that mucosa but the mucosa also heals fairly quickly as, as long as you've got the right environment And in the gut, it's a very similar situation. You have these mucosal layers, and then you have what we call this epithelial layer. And the epithelial layer is only one cell thick, which when you consider how much work the gut needs to do every single day, I mean, generally speaking in the West, we'll have three main meals. We'll probably have some snacks. And with our Western diet, Often we're putting food in there that can be quite difficult to digest. Things like processed foods, particularly, can be difficult because the body doesn't necessarily know what to do with them. It doesn't necessarily recognize them. And uh, also some of your um, raw foods can sometimes be a bit more difficult for the body to digest. And so you've got this one cell thick layer that is managing uh, to protect us and keep the the food that's not quite ready to be digested, the um, microbiome, so all of the, the bacteria that's in the gut, it keeps that from coming through into the bloodstream, right? But when we do get a small bit of damage in that epithelial layer. If we have inflammation, for example, in the gut, if we uh, have that inflammation or we have a a bowel disease like um, ulcerative colitis, for example, or Crohn's disease where there is actual ulceration in the bowel, obviously then there's damage to the epithelium and those epithelial cells. And what that means is particles can come through the gut wall and into the bloodstream. So uh, this could be food particles that are a little bit bigger than they normally are. They're still very, very small, but they're bigger than they're supposed to be. And that can encourage the body, if it's working the way it's supposed to work, the body would actually mount an immune response to this presence of these larger than normal food particles and the same can happen sometimes parts of the microbiome those bacteria that are supposed to be in the bowel can come through the bowel wall into the bloodstream and again they're not supposed to be there and the body will mount an immune response and that immune response can sometimes lead to things like joint pain because you get inflammatory what we call inflammatory cytokines so they're let's just call them body chemicals that are a normal part of the immune response. But when we get this inflammation set up, we can get um, the cytokines released and that can cause inflammation. And we perceive that as pain and that probably I'm going to use the joint pain because that is one of the, probably the more common things that we see in practice that will drive people to come and seek assistance because it's pain. So, one of the reason that I'm mentioning all of this is I wanted to give you that groundwork and that foundation so that I can then show you what happens when there's stress or anxiety in the mix as well. So when you have stress, you have that stress response um, that gets activated. And the same happens with anxiety. Even though, like I talk about stress and anxiety together, they are they can be two separate things. There's a number of different things that can cause anxiety uh, which I'm not going to go into today but stress sometimes can exacerbate anxiety. So if you have anxiety, you feel anxious regularly, having that extra bit of stress can actually make your anxiety feel more present in your body and mind. So when you have this stress response, so if you recall a stress response, when that happens, your body is preparing to either fight or to run away. And one of the elements of that is the blood and oxygen that would normally be in the area of the gut because it's receiving the nutrients and taking them to the other parts of the body that require them. When... The body is in that stress response. The blood gets shunted away from the gut area into the muscles so that you can fight or flight. And what this means is you get a reduction in the oxygen that is servicing that gut and the gut function will slow down. And in fact, we know now that this will lead to increased gut permeability. So you'll get... um, increasing uh size i guess of the junctions and that means that the food particles and the um microbiome can get into the bloodstream and we've done uh when i say we not me scientists have done testing on athletes for example and they put them on the treadmill and then they you can actually do testing to check the gut permeability and they've shown that when you put athletes before they exercise, they can do the test and then they get them to do a period of intense exercise. They do the test again and they will uh, show signs in the testing of having increased permeability in the gut. And so this is why we know that stress leads to gut issues. The I guess the thing is it works both ways. If you have Gut issues. So, you may have something like, um, even if we use an acute situation, right? So, even if you get uh, food poisoning, for example, for a period of one or two days, okay? So, not even that long a time. I'm sure it feels like a long time. I know I myself picked up a really bad bug when I was in India a oh, long time ago now, more than 10 years ago, and I had a, a horrendous um, experience with that and my food poisoning lasted for probably five to seven days. I probably should have gone to hospital but I was pretty stubborn and I just stayed at home and I subsequently had some significant gut issues for a long time and I know now that yeah I had um, uh, increased gut permeability and microbiome issues and uh, so yeah if you have like an insult like that couple of days where you have food poisoning and you're essentially emptying out your your gut from both ends You know yourself, you will feel really fatigued. You will probably lose weight, like a significant amount of weight. You will be really flat. And there's an element of that's dehydration. Of course, it's dehydration. But also, you've lost the ability to absorb nutrients for maybe a couple of days. And even just losing that ability for a couple of days will make you feel really depleted. And when you lose uh, those nutrients for that couple of days, that then you get the ability, the gut will, you know, go back to normal if it's like an acute event like that. And then you'll be able to eat and you'll be able to absorb your nutrients again and that will be fine. But if you've got long-term stress going on and you're getting symptoms, you may have, may have diarrhea, you may have constipation, you may have pain, you may have... Um, Other kinds of symptoms like bloating, flatulence, burping, there's so many symptoms, right? If you're having that going on, it's likely that you've got some inflammation and it's likely that you're not absorbing your nutrients very well. And we know, and I've talked about this before, that serotonin, which is a brain chemical, helps you feel good. It also um, is the precursor to melatonin. So that's your sleep chemical. So we know if your gut's not working well, we know 90% of your serotonin is made in the gut and you will not have good, healthy brain chemicals. So that lack of gut uh, absorption through the inflammation that's going on can mean that you're not absorbing your nutrients. And to, to make serotonin, you need nutrients such as tryptophan, which is a protein. So we get that from things like bananas, pumpkin seeds, we get it from sweet potato, a whole bunch of places we can get our tryptophan from, as well as meat products. And also we need magnesium, we need some B vitamins, we need zinc. So we have quite a number of Nutrients that we need to build serotonin. And that's just one of our brain chemicals. I'm just using that to keep it simple. So, if you've got issues in producing that, then that can lead to symptoms of anxiety and depression. It can lead to insomnia and other sleep disturbances. So, that's an example of how having poor gut health can lead to anxiety. And I've also given you an example of how stress and anxiety can lead to poor gut health. So it's really important that you know how to manage your stress. If you have anxiety, that you're managing that as well. And also if you have gut issues, that you're keeping that um, well and truly under control. And the best way to do that, of course, is to get some professional advice So I hope that has been helpful. As I mentioned at the beginning, I have just launched the Anxiety Taming Method, which is my 12-week online group program. So you can do it wherever you are in the world. I'm fully facilitating this program. It's not just a you know, an e-course that you download and you do in your own time. Of course, you can do it in your own time, but I'm there fully to support you and uh, provide you with a sense of accountability and community. So if you um, go to my website, suzygarden.com, you'll find all of the details. I'll also pop a link in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.